0: Traveling in Italy is so rewarding, but those who can handle the chaos that comes with Italy enjoy it even more. I'm joined now by Cecilia Bottai from Umbria in Orvieto and Anne Long, an American who 34 years ago moved to Italy and makes her home in Sorrento. Thank you, Cecilia and Anne, for joining us. Glad Thank to be you. here. Now, when I'm in Italy, the way people line up can be exasperating. And you've lived in Italy for thirty-four years. How do you handle the, the lines in Italy?
1: There is no line. It's a concept, but it's never a reality. Uh, They're mainly horizontal. They're never vertical. They're very polite. Mm -hmm. They'll even, in front of you, being polite because they just have to ask a question. Don't, you know... But that question then becomes doing what they had to do and they bumped you out of line, but they're very nice about
0: it. Very polite. What I do very politely when I'm out of line at a ticket office at the train station is when I get within arm's reach of the desk, I put my arm up to the window so nobody can crowd in front of me on the left-hand side, and I let the three people in front of me do their work, but (laughs) nobody's going to cut the line in front of me The short
1: ones can get under your arm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cecilia, your family's been from Italy forever. How do you handle the lines?
2: As Anne said, there are no lines. Somewhere they have numbers you can get so that you're number 23 and you are number 23. That's in a hospital. If you have to have blood analysis done that in some offices, but in a post office, we don't have the system, for instance. So you have to be smart enough, watch your shoulders, watch your front. And this is a nice way to start talking to the people, because if you want to be polite, so not rude, you don't show that you are just watching your shoulders because you don't want the people to go in front of you. You just find a good reason to talk to them but this is the way it is, mm-hmm. and we won't change it.
0: Well, that would make sense to get into a conversation, and then it'd be pretty tough to crowd in front of a person you're talking with, but keep your elbows sharpened. Now, what about strikes? When I'm in Italy, I don't think I've ever gone to Italy when there wasn't a strike, threatened at least. What's your experience with strikes, Sam?
1: Well, they like to strike. Once you've been here a while, you know that they are doing them certain months. Mm-hmm. They, you'll never have a strike in July and August because they're off on vacation. Why would they strike? They don't strike in December when it's Christmas. But when they come back after the holidays in the summer, be careful because October can be a, a month where they start striking.
0: What is the word for strike? Chopero. Uh, Chopero. You'll see signs, and you should be tuned into that. That's right. Shop-
1: and listen, to, ask people, ask at the hotel. They've been talking about it weeks ahead of time hey. in the newspaper or So whatever. there's a strike
0: next Thursday on the trains. Either leave before or stay a little longer. Or if you're going to leave, I find that trains go on strike a lot. If you just go to the train station and get on a tr- any train that's going in that direction, just keep working your way to your destination. Nobody knows when the next train's going. But these are kind of like nuisance strikes, it seems like Cecilia. In the United States, if something goes on strike, they're closed down for weeks. But in Italy, it's just an inconvenience, an intentional inconvenience.
2: Absolutely, I agree. So a strike is hardly ever that dramatic. If the gas stations are on strike, they are on strike for a couple of days with a but. Mm-hmm. but those will work. If there is a bus strike, it's a strike, but a few buses will run. So it's always a strike with a bat. So it's a
0: they're paid holiday. To, they're just messing people up. Just it's kind messing of people, yeah. In Italy, uh, it's famous for chaotic traffic, but I've known lately the traffic's getting a lot better in Italy.
2: Yeah, this is an effect due to the economy. Economy is not doing that well. Gasoline is extremely expensive. So people use more public transportation, and uh, even they drive slower because you, you need less gas. Mm-hmm. Just to give you an idea, traffic in Rome has diminished by 25% in the last year. This is because people use more the metro or the bus, even if they have to stay longer on a bus before getting to their office, they have to do it because they can't make it to the end of the month otherwise. So this is the only reason for which traffic has gotten better.
0: And what is your experience with uh, traffic in, in Italy?
1: Well, I come from Naples. Naples is the capital of uh, just a mishmash of traffic and things. It doesn't matter what they charge for the gas, What they they mm-hmm. always have to be out. There's too many people in too small mm-hmm. a space. It's like sand in a bottle with stones. Wherever there's a gap, that's where they're going to be. The so traffic, the, the will, traffic go. will go. So you know, motorbikes and everything.
0: In Italy, historically, the cars are littering the sidewalks. That's right. And then they put these posts to define the sidewalks, and it keeps the the cars off the and sidewalks. there, and, yeah. and that's been a, a big improvement, I think, over the years.
2: They put a note very often, especially in the cities. They put a note: if you need me to remove the car, this is my phone number. You can call me at. With the exception of the fact that if you don't speak Italian, you don't understand. <laughs> So this is a quite common attitude in the large cities, especially in Rome.
0: I've been on a bus, and many times there's a little peanut-sized car blocking the road. I mean, there's no way anybody could get by, much less our tour bus. And the guy thought, well, I'll just go run and do my errand. And we literally have to get out of the bus, and we get six strong men and move the car onto the sidewalk so we we can drive through. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about navigating the chaos of Italy in our next trip. And what is the Italian feeling about the craziness of life there? Do you recognize it, or is everybody else just strangely organized?
2: No, uh, we are used to it. And, you know, when we talk about Italy, it depends on where. Cows can be more or less intense. But we are used to it, so we always find a way around. It's a good way to train yourself. Since we are born with it, you know that you have to find yourself around. Because you wake up a morning and you don't know how you're going to finish the day. Every day is a conquer. That is what we say.
0: <laughs> every day is a conquer. So there's a challenge to conquer every day. Absolutely. And you have to be creative.
2: More than creative. Quick and creative. So you have to create quickly.
0: Okay. Now, if you go to Germany and it's so efficient and so organized, does it just feel like boring?
2: No, it's different. Yeah. You know that there is no creation required, but sometimes it gets a bit too flat to me.
0: Anne Long, you've lived in Italy for 34 years. Does it feel uh, workable? How do you deal with the frustrations that come with becoming an Italian if you're used to American efficiency?
1: I don't know if you ever really get used to it. You accept it. You learn that if you fight it, it's going to be worse than if you just accept it. And you try to see the funny side of it. Now, am uh, I
0: making too big a deal out of it, or, or is it really as chaotic and crazy as it seems to a tourist?
1: It's awful. It, it's awful. And I say further south you go, the worse it gets in Italy. I'm down by Naples, and they invented uh, the word for chaos. Yeah. And they haven't invented a cure because they just like it the way it is.
0: To Chile, is this true that the chaos gets a little chaotic or more chaotic as you go farther south?
2: Absolutely. Why is that? Because the country, I mean, Italy has been influenced all its life long by the history, and in the north, there are more Germans or they are more French, and everything is better organized. Mm-hmm. The farther south you go, the more is like the Arabian style, and you know that it's more flexibility in that culture. So, this is why. And uh, the difference is also between large cities and small towns. So, uh, how so? Oh, well, how so? Orvieto has 22,000 inhabitants. Rome has 4 million people. I split myself between Rome and Orvieto. I know that when I go out in Rome to do three things, I'm lucky enough if I can do one. (laughs) If I go out in Orvieto to do three things, I do the three plus another one.
0: Something that's fascinating to me is the sport of tax evasion in Italy. And I know they've had laws recently that require businesses to give people a receipt and actually require purchasers to keep that receipt within 50 meters or something of the coffee shop or whatever. Cecilia, what what is the ethic in Italy about paying taxes, and how is the government trying to get people to be honest?
2: Well, to be honest, my answer is everybody would be happy to pay taxes if you get something in return. The problem is that very often we pay a lot and we get very little, and that is what drives Italians crazy. Also, we have some people who can avoid paying taxes because... They have something that is not on their name. The money they make can be made under the name of somebody else. So the percentage
0: is lower. Oh, so if you can divide your income in two, you're at a lower tax bracket. Is that the idea? Or you put it under somebody else's name. So you're still paying taxes on, on it, but at a lower no, level? No, oh, uh, no. No, oh, you're, you're not. You're just no. putting <laughs> it under a fictitious name. So this is your side business that's basically. <laughs>
1: well, you know, if you put it under your uh, a child's name that's 18, who's not making any other money, you don't pay taxes I on see. that am- amount
0: of money. So, and tell us more, because you come from, you're an American, uh, but, but you've lived <laughs> in Italy for 34 years. What is striking to you about the Italian approach to taxes?
1: Well, see, we're so used to our, our, our liberties here in America and just the fact that in Italy now with the new laws, the police can go into your bank account and look at it, and they can check and see the movement. And if you've got money coming in and they have no reason to know wh- where that money's coming from, they can come audit is that you. that right?
2: It's absolutely right, and they're getting stronger and stronger. The problem is still corruption, which is if I have the right connection with the finanza, that is the police that is meant to check on your taxes oh. or what? Yeah. Then, by coincidence, nobody will check on your account. By coincidence, under the office of that specific doctor who makes an enormous amount of money, there is never the finanza checking.
0: And uh, so, tell me about the new ability of the government to check stuff.
1: Well, I'm You know, being an American, I'm used to having privacy and things that there you have different rights and whatever. But with your bank account in Italy the police can just go into any bank account and check to see where your money's coming from. So
0: the Italian IRS can actually look into your bank account and know exactly... And with no reason to. They can just check in if they see it. So Cecilia, this is a big change, I think.
2: Yeah, that's a big change, and I I absolutely agree they can do it. It's uh, something they they really can do without problem, with the exception of the fact that if you know people in that specific branch of the police and you don't want them to look into your account... They will not do it.
0: So, this is what is really quite amazing about Italy. That is really hard for me to imagine. But even in this day and age, in Italy, they can look into your bank account. But if you're well connected with the IRS guy, your family's all right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for this little insight into Italy. And uh, good luck sorting this out because <laughs> we want the magic and the chaos of Italy but we also want Italy to hold together.
2: We'll do our best. All
0: it's right. all part
1: and package. <laughs>
0: Mille grazie, and uh, I'll see you next time in Italy, okay? Okay. Ciao. Okay. Thank ciao you ciao. very much. Arrivederci. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Italy and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of Venice, Florence, and Rome, the heart of Italy, Village Italy, South Italy, and Sicily. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages
1: at ricksteves.com.